Welcome to Confidently Creative. I'm your host, Jason Ward. Every week on Confidently Creative, we are going to help you become more confident with your creative business. I'll be sharing knowledge, experience, and even some mistakes learned from working with leading creatives from the worlds of theater, fashion, visual arts, and music. We'll also take a look at some examples from my consultancy practice that supports the creative and commercial development of businesses like yours. I would love you to subscribe as well and join our creative community. And please get in touch to share your feedback or let me know if you need specific support. Whether you're just dipping your toe into the creative world or looking to take your creative business to the next level, I want to help you become more confidently creative. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is all about helping you to find your creative vision. We're going to talk about some creative visionaries. We're going to look at their work and then discuss how their experience could help us and our creative businesses. But just to set the scene, I'm recording this in summer 2022 here in the UK, where we have just gone through our hottest days in history. Meanwhile, out in the wider world over the last few months, we've all been enjoying season four of the epic Netflix show Stranger Things. Now, why do I bring this up? Because this season, Stranger Things has heavily featured the Kate Bush song Running Up That Hill, which was first a hit in the mid 80s and incidentally, was the first song I ever publicly danced a duet to in a long-forgotten nightclub dance troupe called Dynamite when I was 16. Anyway, after Stranger Things used Running Up That Hill, there's been a massive resurgence in popularity and interest in Kate Bush and her work. And if you're not aware, Kate Bush is an English singer-songwriter-producer, all-round creative visionary who has always followed her own creative path. She was the youngest woman to ever have a self-written number one single in the UK, with the outrageously amazing Wuthering Heights in 1978, which was written when Kate was a teenager and is inspired by the Emily Bronte novel of the same name. With the success of Running Up That Hill, Kate Bush also became the oldest woman to have a self-penned number one single in the UK. She's often been described as having a unique creative vision. And that made me think, why don't we have a look at what that means? What does creative vision mean? Because when we look at the two songs that we mentioned there, Wuthering Heights and Running Up That Hill, both are very different in sound, construction and subject matter, but both are undeniably Kate Bush creations, so they're both a product of her creative vision. So in this episode, we're going to ask, what exactly is creative vision? How can we discover and develop our creative vision? And how does it help our creative businesses? So to get started, I wanted to try and get to a definition. So I thought about starting with some people who are acknowledged as creative visionaries. Kate Bush, we already discussed. Uh, Stephen Sondheim, composer, lyricist, musical theatre visionary. And David Bowie, rock musician, actor, artist and creative influence on pretty much everyone. If we look at the variety of Kate Bush's work or the diversity of Stephen Sondheim's creative output or David Bowie's continual reinvention, we can see that there are connections within the work, but there are not repetitions. It's impossible to define a Sondheim show or a Kate Bush album or a Bowie song, although each of them are recognisably of their creators. Kate Bush's first album, The Kick Inside, and her mid-80s album, Hounds of Love, are very different albums, but both are recognisably Kate Bush albums. Likewise, on the Station to Station album, Bowie 
starts with this chilly atmospheric title track, then moves towards the slick funk of golden years and ends with this really tender wild is the wind. But each track is totally Bowie. And if we look at Sondheim, we've got this gothic horror of Sweeney Todd, which features gory murders, sexual deviance and cannibalism. And this contrasts hugely with Sunday in the Park with George, which examines how art is created and how that affects the artist. So through all these disparate subjects, there must be something that pulls them all together. And I would suggest that that something is a unique creative vision because each artist has a way of looking at the world, interpreting material and then communicating it through creative ideas. And each of these pieces show us how the artist uses their creative vision to interpret the world in a unique way. Now, I know all of that sounds a little bit chin scratchy, but it's not as esoteric as you might think, because the other part of discovering, developing and expressing your creative vision involves a huge element of determination, self-belief and hard work. Kate Bush was once asked in an interview how she reacts if the people around her suggest that her work is no good. And she replied, you have to believe in yourself. You can't just accept what other people say all the time. Otherwise, you become them. And I love that. You can't just accept what other people say all the time. Otherwise, you become them. So this is a, a really important part of our creative vision as well. There's an individuality here, a self-belief and, and honestly a, a strength and a, and a steeliness. But there's another element to defining creative vision. And I would suggest creative vision is not about how you deliver a specific project or concept. That would be creativity. But creative vision is also it's a direction of travel. It's not static. And I think this is the more important definition because your creative vision is pulling you forwards. It's pulling you towards a goal that you might never reach and it's ever evolving. The creative heroes that we mentioned today, they didn't repeat themselves, but each creative project led them to the next one. Again, it was their creative vision that was pulling them forwards to that next creative peak. Now, all this is great, but now how do we discover and develop our own creative vision? I hope you're enjoying this edition of Confidently Creative. I would love you to subscribe and join our creative community. And please do get in touch to share any feedback you may have or just let me know if you need any specific support. My objective is to help you become more confidently creative. Now let's get back to the show. When I've worked with people who have immense creative vision, they always seem to display some similar traits. And I think we can learn from them how to discover and develop our own creative vision. So here's some tips based on what I learned from some amazing people. And the first one is we need to become hugely curious about the world and develop knowledge across unexpected subjects. We should find out about something totally unrelated to what we do. If you're a choreographer, then go and drive a steam train. Um, if you're a painter, find out how washing machines work. Above all, get curious. And another trait that you'll find creative visionaries have is they ask questions. Lots of questions. There's always a, a what if. And there's a quote I really love. I've, I've adapted it from legendary Disney creative Marty Sklar. And it says, um, how many creatives does it take to change a light bulb? And the answer is 
Why does it have to be a light bulb? And I think that's a really key thought when we're looking at what our creative vision is, because we often look at creative work and say, oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. So I would ask, how would you do it? But also, why would you have not done it that way? Because your creative vision, when applied to that particular subject, is going to come up with something different to what you saw. And I would say this is a great exercise. Take something you love that somebody else has done and work out how it would look, sound, feel, taste if you had created it. Now, my next tip is a very tough step for some creatives. And it is that we all need to learn to sit with uncertainty. Many times during the creative process, we try to move out of uncertainty as quickly as possible because it's uncomfortable. But it's in these moments that our true creative vision develops. Think of David Bowie cutting up and rearranging lyrics in a random way, not knowing what would come out. Or Stephen Sondheim going into rehearsals with a full cast for a little night music, still needing to write several songs. They both allowed and lived with uncertainty. Now, arguably, their technique and basic creativity would have provided some form of solution, but they allowed time for their creative vision to pull them through, to truly be able to deliver. And as we saw earlier, in order to develop our creative vision, we need to be persistent and accept that sometimes we might be swimming against the tide. When our friends or people around us tell us they don't like what we do, we don't want to become them. Learning to see our creative vision is a very personal skill, and sometimes others may not understand or accept how we see what is to them the unseen. Sometimes we might not be able to communicate what we see, so we need to be patient as well. And in these moments of patience, persistence and uncertainty, we need to be protective of our vision. Remember, as Kate Bush said, if we do what other people think we should do, we just become them. So how does this help your business? Well, your creative vision will define you and your creative business. It will become a differentiator between you and your competition. It means that the work you produce will not always be the same, but it will be individual. And importantly for clients, it will offer them something new, something unexpected and something exciting. It's really worth doing the work to discover and develop your creative vision. As I said before, take a look at other creative work, consider how you would do it. Take a look at work you've done and ask if it's true to you. And remember, that feeling of uncertainty could be because you're transitioning from following trends to becoming a creative visionary. Thank you for listening to Confidently Creative with me, Jason Ward. I would love you to subscribe and please don't forget to send me your feedback and let me know if you would like personalized support with your creative business. You can follow me on Instagram at Jason Ward Creative where you'll find tips and creative inspiration. Once again, thank you for listening and I'll see you next time on Confidently Creative.